still remember it as if it was yesterday, despite it being seven years now. Uh, I can remember every detail. Waking up in the morning, beautiful day outside. I was in grad school, had the day off from classes, and then I opened my phone. And what I saw just in an instant took all of the air out of my lungs and really just put me into a void where I felt completely helpless, vulnerable, and speechless. I tell you this much. When you lose a loved one, be it a parent, family member, or in this case, my best friend, you're never truly prepared for it, even if you see it coming. So, we all grieve differently, we all heal differently, but loss is a part of life. Grief is a part of the loss. So, how do you grieve? How, how do you remember those that you've lost along your journey? And I think it's important that we keep their memories alive and we honor them, honor our friends, honor our loved ones every chance we get. Because by keeping their memory alive, their spirit will never die. What is going on, everyone? I hope you are having a great day wherever you are listening. And however you are listening, welcome to another episode of This Disjointed Life. So as I promised, I'm going to start recording more episodes. So you're probably shocked if you have followed along, if you're subscribing to the blog. First off, thank you for subscribing to not only the blog, but the podcast. I'm really appreciative of anybody that takes a chance to take the time to listen to these stories. So as I promised, I'm going to start recording more. And, um, you know, I had planned on talking about some other topics today. Um, imposter syndrome was one thing I wanted to kind of kind of shine a light on. But, you know, it always sneaks up on me. Um, today is June 9th, but yesterday, June 8th, marked seven years since I lost my best friend. And after doing some reflection and just thinking about how do we grieve how how do we handle loss? I thought it would be a great topic to really explore today because let's face it, none of us are going to live forever unless you know you're a vampire, then more power to you. But again, you're a vampire, so you might not have as much popularity. You might have some popularity with uh, with some of the ladies back in the day when Twilight was a thing, but 
I digress. I was never a, a Twilight fan or anything like that. That was just, you know, I'm not Team Edward or anything like that. I was as team, I don't really give a crap about Twilight. So no offense to any of you uh, out there that, uh, that enjoyed the, the movies, the books, and everything like that. It just wasn't for me. But we're all going to experience life and, and loss. So it really kind of spawned a question how how do we grieve? How do we memorialize our our friends, our family members, our loved ones, even our pets? You know, we there are, anybody that's close to us. When you have experienced loss, it is the one of the most difficult things to experience. And I think today I just wanted to kind of share my personal experience and, and how I have learned to, to, you know, not just grieve, but memorialize, commemorate, and just keep his memory alive. Because really, in life, even though they're physically gone, and you'll never really have that chance to interact with them again, and, and just have some great conversations they're still going to be alive in your heart. They're still going to be alive spiritually. And that gives people comfort. It gives me comfort. So I want to, I want to talk about that today. And I do have a couple of announcements that I want to save to the end of the blog. Um, a, a new exciting thing that, uh, that just popped up on, uh, on the radar for, for this podcast and this blog. And I think it's something that will help us build community into uh, to just discussing life and mental health, mental illness, and we can become stigma, stigma smashers. So I want to share that at the end of the blog, but let's just kind of dive in to, uh, to what we're going to talk about today. So as I mentioned, seven, seven years ago, um, I lost my best friend. So this episode is dedicated to, to Josh. I didn't say that at the beginning, but... It is dedicated to Josh. Josh is my best friend. Um, we, I, I still remember when we actually first met. We were, I was in second grade. He had just moved to uh, the elementary school that I went to. And I remember he was just like staring at me like, like I, I was like, do you have a staring problem or anything like that? And, uh, you know, we, we started just kind of, you know, we play some games at recess and things like that. And, uh, you know, over the over the course of some months and years, we actually became inseparable. Um, he, it was kind of like Mutt and Jeff. You know, I'm kind of the the taller, the bigger, the bigger guy. He he was a little uh, shorter and scrawny, but he was my right hand man. And um, you know, over the years, elementary school, junior high, you you know Muhammad Ali. He had Boondini Brown, who was kind of like his hype man, so to speak, and. And telling him he's the best and he's the champ. Well, that was Josh for me. He was my number one fan. He always hyped me up. Always told me, you've got so much going on for you. You're going to do some great things. I just know you will. So even later on in life as, you know, depression set in and I... And, you know, going through a drought after grad school or couldn't find a job right away, you know, 
I kept him in my thoughts, um, hearing him tell me, you've got this. Um, he's the one that encouraged me to start looking at grad school um, just because he thought it was a great opportunity. But So when we were 12, Josh got sick, and he was in the hospital for quite a while. And he never told any of us. And he finally confided in me that he was born with cystic fibrosis, which if you don't know what cystic fibrosis is, it is, you know, a condition where your lungs are basically continuously filling with mucus and eventually you lose the ability to breathe on your own. And really without a double lung transplant, it's hard to survive. Now, granted, there are more uh, survivors these days and there's more people recovering from it but you know when when we were 12 bot lost him and um you know i can remember the day that he he told me you know what was wrong and he said i just didn't want you to not be my friend because i'm sick and that, that was the furthest thing from my mind um and we actually became close friends after that um damn near brothers um and we really just kind of i supported him we actually went i went to his uh down to indianapolis month with some of his appointments at riley's children's hospital you know just kind of you know show my emotional support um we went to a kind of like a cystic fibrosis youth retreat so to speak and uh he invited me to go to that and that was great um but yeah once we got past got past that it was just like you know, we again, we were just damn near inseparable. Um, summer bike rides, just hanging out and, and just having fun. I mean, you know, having a best friend, it's just like, you know, you've got a partner in crime. And so it was great to have the have him along as kind of my co-pilot, my wingman for several adventures. Um, what sucks is to our freshman year of high school, he actually moved away. Um, initially it was moving to Huntington, Huntington, which is about probably 40 miles or 25, 30 miles north of, north of us where I'm at now. And, uh, so he went to a new high school in Huntington and thought, well, that's not going to be too bad. You know, we can always kind of still hang out on the weekends and things like that. And then ultimately he moved to North Carolina. Now this is the mid nineties. So this is not the time where, yeah, we didn't have Facebook we didn't have social media. We barely had the internet. So, really all we had were, uh, you know, handwritten snail mail letters and phone calls. But, of course, this is a before cell phones were really popular. Um, I sure as hell didn't have a cell phone in the mid-90s. So, we had to rely on, like, long-distance calling, which, you know... If you don't remember this, if you know, you know, but like you, you know, long as it's calling was like 10 cents a minute, 25 cents a minute, depending on who you had. So we didn't get as much opportunities to connect. And in fact, what really sucks is over those years, we really drifted apart and it wasn't really out of a sense of, you know, we just didn't get along. It was just the fact that we couldn't really keep in touch as much as we want to because of the simple fact that you can't. I mean, it's just, it was difficult. 
so, but the great thing about this is, so we reconnected throughout, like I think in 2003, we reconnected. He came up here to visit for a few days. And every time we reconnected, it was as if he never left. It was as if, you know, we just picked up where we left off. Like he hasn't been away for a decade or anything like that. So, um, thankfully we, we started reconnecting more and it was a little bit sporadic, you know, in the early two thousands. But of course, as social media advanced, as cell phones and technology advanced, as we had more like unlimited minutes and limited text messages, things like that, we were able to keep in touch regularly. Um, and I still remember we finally got to see each other again after a decade. It was in 2013 and he had come up to visit. Um, and at the time, I was struggling. Um, I had an, a mental breakdown because a lot of my plans for graduate school fell through. And then, of course, I was struggling to find a you know, a full-time job right out of college. Um, you know, I wanted to work in sports at the time, but I didn't have much experience. And, of course, the, the Catch-22, you know, you, you have to have experience to get the job, but you can't get experience unless you get the job, which... That's another topic for another day, but if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. So, you know, he came up to visit, and it was great because not only was he around, I got to meet Bushra, who is his longtime girlfriend. You know, they were together, you know, for many years. Um, so it was great to meet her, and we just had a great time. You know, we spent a few hours together, had some had some lunch, um... And just really got to reconnect, which was great. And, you know, shortly after, you know, he left, he kind of encouraged me to to not give up on grad school. And um, basically two or three weeks after he left, that's when I found Central Michigan University, applied, got accepted, and really just felt that was the decision. And and I'm glad that he did not tell me, I'm glad he told me not to give that up because I would not have had as much success or enjoyed this journey as much without him telling me to go to, go to grad school because Central Michigan University was a great experience. Um, fire up chips, by the way. That's our kind of our slogan. But then he was doing pretty well. Um, you know, his cystic fibrosis was manageable. Um you know, he had his bad days. He had his good days. And then I remember in 2015. You know, one thing he told me too, like with depression, I, I was diagnosed in 2014. And I still remember, you know, I told him I wasn't really going to go to the doctor. I wasn't going to get medication because I really, I was skittish about, you know, going on antidepressants um, at the time. And he basically told me, you know, if he if I didn't go to the doctor and, and start getting medicine and started to feel better, he was going to drive up here and kick my ass. And I always laughed at that because I was like, yeah, I, I, I don't see you. Do that. But uh, but we 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 always chuckled about that. But um, yeah, so he really kind of inspired me to go and. Um, and and get the help that I need. But moving forward, uh, 2015, see, the one thing um, with Josh and I 
we didn't really talk much about his illness, his condition. And I th- that's just that was just part of our friendship. We really... Because I, I didn't feel like it was important for us to, to talk about how the the disease is progressing, how he's handled it. As long as he's healthy and happy... I want to. I don't. I want to be there to support him, and you know, I, I was, but we both knew we don't didn't really need to kind of talk about about that. Um, but as 2015 began, I started to see some things, and we started talking, and it wasn't good news. Um, his oxygen level was dropping. He wasn't able to breathe as regularly as as he had before, um, and he had to go on oxygen. So we kind of shifted from this, let's not talk about this, to how can we get past this? How can we work together? Um, and, it, and it sucked because we were probably about 900 miles apart, so I didn't get, and I was in grad school at the time, I didn't get a chance to just kind of drive down there whenever, or fly down there whenever. But thankfully, you know, he... He had a great support system down in Charlotte, North Carolina, where he was with that. And um, actually, just a few years prior, completed his PhD in microbiology, which that's another topic that I want to add at the end here. Just kind of shows how amazing of a person that he he is. So I found out that um, you know he was on the the list for a double lung transplant. And that was probably going to be his best bet at, at survival. And even that's not a guarantee just because of the fact that, you know, double lung transplant, it could work. The body could also reject it. Um, and so that was that was a scary thought. But, um, you know, we both had hope that he was going to uh, keep fighting this was going to happen and you know he's going to be okay and you know we can continue you know having fun and you know I planned on making a trip down there to visit him in the summer and I remember on his birthday his birthday is was May 13th and um you know we 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 chatted for a little bit through uh text messages and one of the last things that we said in the text message, um, you know, Josh told me, he goes, I've, you know, I can't wait for you to come down and visit. Um, I haven't given up hope that we're going to be neighbors one day and, uh, you know, have barbecues and, and hang out all the time. And, you know, I, I was excited about that because I thought, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. You know, we can definitely do that. But, you know, as, May wore on to June. Our com- our communication was not as frequent, but you know we still stayed in touch. And I remember one of his last text message exchange with us. I was in um, I was in sport law class at the time, and you know he saw saw a post on Facebook, and he says, "So you're going to become a lawyer now, huh?" I was like, "Nah, nah, nah, nah. I'm just taking a class. I mean, I enjoyed it, but nah, I'm not a lawyer." Um, and we laughed, and. I still remember, so, you know, leading up to June 8th, um, I can remember that entire weekend, um, 
for we had the um, American Pharaoh had just won the Triple Crown, which that was, I believe, the first Triple Crown winner since Secretariat, like in the seventies. And I was just like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And you know, my mom called. You know, being in grad school, you know, being out of state, I didn't get a chance to visit my parents as much, visit my family, so. Saturdays is typically my mom will call and just see how I'm doing and everything like that. And um, she said, so how's Josh doing? I said, you know, I think he's doing all right. I haven't had a chance to talk to him because I just got through with uh, summer classes. But I was going to call him. I was, I'll call him tomorrow and see how he does. And, and you know, I, I plan on doing that. And, you know, I was finishing up some things for I was a grad assistant as well. So I was doing some reports, you know, getting things ready for. For the fall, I'm just kind of closing the books on, you know, the spring. And it's like, it was like late. It's like 1130 at night. It's like, you know, I don't want to call him because I don't want to wake him up. Um, I thought about sending him a text message. It's like, you know, I don't want to disturb him because I know he's on oxygen. You know, he's probably needing the, he's probably asleep or he's probably just kind of, kind of tired from, from all that. So I said, no, uh, I'll just call him tomorrow. And, uh, so I did that. It's going to go to bed. And then I remember waking up. It was Monday morning. I think it was about 1030. And, you know, I looked down at my phone and, you know, I get a Facebook message. And it's from his brother, Tommy. And, you know, Tommy was also close with us because, of the, you know, we were, he was close in age with Josh. And um, so, you know, it's just like, yo, Tommy, what's up? And, um. You know, I look at the message and he says, you know, Josh passed away. And I remember just at that at that moment having all of the air just sucked right out of me. You know, it was like I couldn't believe it. And, you know, I... I talked to him and I, you know, said, you know, thanks for letting me know. Um, and I asked him if he's okay. And, you know, he said he was, um, I said I was, but I remember that day I just kind of went on Facebook and made the announcement that, you know, I lost my best friend and that whole day and that whole week, I was, it was just like, I was in a daze. Um, you know, I walked outside, put, put my headphones on and, and walked outside and just tried to process it. Like, is this, is this real? You know, is he, is he playing a prank on us all? And it's just kidding. I'm not dead. I just wanted to kind of you know, get away for a while, and, um, you know, as the day wore on, and the next day wore on, and I started to realize this, this is, this is real, um, he's gone, and it was, it was hard, I've experienced a lot of loss, in my life. Um, both sets of grandparents. 
had a friend from high school die, lost an aunt, lost an uncle, some other close relatives. But when you lose somebody that you've been friends with for over 30 years, it's one of the most difficult times I have ever dealt with in my life. To know that you'll never have those opportunities to laugh together. To share in life's adventures together. To be neighbors. To hang out, to go on road trips together and just have crazy adventures. And it's it's heartbreaking to know that those days are gone and what really made it difficult was it was such a quick process I couldn't even get down there for the funeral because it was expensive to just hop on a plane and fly down to Charlotte and at the time I didn't have a car so renting a car would have been expensive too and it was heartbreaking to know that I couldn't be there you know for him for his mom Tommy Bushra I felt completely helpless so When, when when everything happened, I thought, how can I honor him? You know, I can't really be, I can't be there, so what can I do up here? And I, you know, <laughs> he, uh, he was a, a Pepsi Cola person. And I was a Coke person, but I found a Coke with his name on it. And, uh, you know, it's funny. So, you know, when in hip-hop culture, when somebody dies, they pour that 40 out on the curb. So I uh, took that Diet Coke bottle and uh, found his name on it and poured that out on the curb. And I bought some balloons, and I thought that was kind of a, a nice memory. Um, you know, throwing launching the balloons, you know, to, to honor him. And, um, but it still just didn't replace the fact that I couldn't be there. And for the longest time, I beat myself up constantly because I said I was going to call him and I didn't. And that was something that just was very difficult to bear that I didn't get to say goodbye. You know, and it's hard. It's hard to have that burden. Um, and I know, I know, we can't predict the future. And, you know, they understand that, you know, and people understand. And But since then... I have made it a point to 
always be in contact with people and let them know that I care because to be perfectly honest, we're not promised tomorrow. We're not, we're not promised anything. We can, we could be out of this world in a heartbeat. We could be taken away. And so I, I've learned never to leave words unspoken. So, but it was definitely, definitely hard. And I think anybody that's experienced loss can can relate to, to what I'm talking about here. It's just like you're here and and they're gone, and nothing we can do can bring them back. And, and I I joke these days, and I say you know how I cope with it is, he's he's on a. A worldwide tour right now but he you know touring all going checking everything on the, the national parks the the great wonders of the world the north pole the south pole japan australia everywhere but he forgot his cell phone so i can't communicate with him so uh it, it's a coping mechanism but it works but um but yeah so it's not gotten any easier this it's been seven years um but i i make it a point every year on his birthday and on the, the anniversary was passing to to memorize commemorate his his life um every year on his birthday um i make sure to get some balloons um we get them in purple and green and um you know, I do a balloon launch. Last year, what was nice was Bushra uh, was was here in, in America. I didn't get a chance to visit her for the event, but we did it via FaceTime. And um, we promise eventually we'll have it together and we'll, we'll do a launch together. Um, but unfortunately, she's been in India, you know, Working through some visa issues, so we didn't get a chance to actually do it together this year. But I made sure I recorded it for her and shared it with her. But um, and then, you know, on his birthday, what I like to do, uh, he he loved the McRib, and I wish McDonald's had the McRib out at this time. But unfortunately, it's you know the limited time deal. And let's face, it, I am not a a big fan of the McRib. It's it's good, but it's not great. But, you know, every time it came out, he was hardcore about it. Um some Meyer, which is a local local store here, I think think of it as Walmart, but a little bit more upscale. Um they they sell like rib sandwiches like frozen, but there wasn't any in stock today. Otherwise I would have probably I would have made one and eating it, but I would have probably put my own barbecue sauce on it. Sweet Baby Ray's for the win. The hot and spicy. Chef's kiss. So, I usually do that. But unfortunately, you know, they didn't have that. So, what I'm going to be doing, probably as I go to bed tonight, I'll probably be watching The Shawshank Redemption. Um, it's our favorite movie. And in a way, it's it's helped me. That story has helped me kind of get through things. Um, you know, I I think of Josh and I as Red and Andy. 
and and Josh has made his escape from Shawshank. And now he's in Zewataneo, fixing up a nice boat, doing charter fishing, and, and starting his business. Um, but there is a quote from the Shawshank Redemption that I was sharing with one of my friends. Because if you've never seen the movie, first off, why haven't you seen the movie? You really, really should watch it. But there's a scene after Andy's escaped, and I'm not going to share anything that happened between the scenes because I've already let you know that he's escaped. Um, You know, you see Red, because Red gets a postcard saying it's postmarked from Fort Hancock, Texas, and that's where Andy crossed the border because he's going to Mexico. And, you know, you see Red smiling, and you see them all talking about some of uh, some of Andy's ad- adventures in prison. And then you see Red. He's just kind of got this half smile. And then he says, it always makes me sad, though. Or sometimes it makes me sad, though, Andy being gone. I guess some birds aren't meant to be caged. Their feathers are just too bright. And when they leave the cage, there's a part of you that rejoices that they're free. But still, the world you live in is that more drab and empty that they're gone. I guess I just miss my friend. And that is basically sums up how how I've felt for the last seven years is really, you know, I, I am glad that he is no longer struggling with cystic fibrosis, that he's no longer having issues with breathing. But I just miss my friend. I wish he could see what I've accomplished because of him and you know, how I honor his spirit by never giving up and, and continuing to fight my fight and trying to be as successful as I can because he believed in me when nobody else did. So, I guess when it comes down to it, how we grieve, how we commemorate people it can sail it, it can do a lot to help our hearts heal but it's just still it's just like a part of you is missing and I, I hope that when you experience it that you do what you can to commemorate their memories um don't leave words unsaid. This is kind of my philosophy. Never, never leave words unsaid because you don't know what tomorrow will bring. But, you know, so think about like how, you know, you have dealt with loss. How, how did you overcome it? How, how have you commemorated it your your lost loved one i mean it could be a pet it could be your pet goldfish your pet dog um 
anybody that's had an impact on our lives, any anything that's had an impact on our lives, it's important that we we grieve because I think it's it's part of the process of of healing. Um, you know, go through the stages of grief. You know, there's gonna be times you don't believe it, and you're going to just be shocked. But I can tell you, um, eventually that moment will come where it just hits you, and it's it's the finality. And I still remember too, just thinking about. I don't know if you've heard of the of Jerome Brown. Jerome Brown was a former uh, player for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, he passed away in a car accident with his nephew, and. I remember hearing some of the teammates thinking that he was just playing a practical joke that he's going to eventually, you know, sit up from, from the, the casket and say, I got you guys. But, um, I can remember hearing them, them break down because that casket closed and they realized he's really gone. So, but yeah, this was uh, a lot deeper than I expected to go into tonight. So hopefully, um, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I didn't break down. <laughs> yeah, so, but I hope this has helped somebody. Um, I hope that uh, this has kind of provided you a bit of a background on one of my toughest uh, losses I've ever experienced. Um, cause to be honest with my grandparents, it, especially on my mom's side, I was too, I was too little to really understand at the time. And my paternal grandparents both lived in Arkansas when they passed. I didn't get to see them as often. So it wasn't as, uh, as, as sad. I mean, it's still, you know, they're your loved ones and, you know, you miss them, but it, it wasn't as like sad as, you know, losing like my best friend. Um, but, but yeah, so I hope this has been a great, uh, story. I wish it was a better story, but, um, yeah, I just brought, I just realized that two, uh, two stories that weren't really, you know, about my suicide and about losing my best friend. So, but I hope this has helped you, um, it's, I hope it's helped you realize that, you know, we have to keep keep their memories alive um, and that they're not really gone. If if you if you believe in them and you keep their spirit alive and you share their stories and you share the memories because those will never die. Um, again, it's it's not easy and it's it takes time. And, you know, I can tell from experience that it's this time of year is always tough for me, but. But it does get better as the year goes on. Um, I just have to. I just mentally prepare for this. But but yeah. So future episodes, of course, they're going to be about different topics. Um, I am going to talk about imposter syndrome um, with the next blog. I mean, that's something that I never heard of until I was in therapy recently, and uh, and we realized I have imposter syndrome. So I was like, oh. What is it? <laughs> so, um, 
I actually think you'll like this next episode, and I think you'll probably identify with some of several of the the instances of imposter syndrome that are out there. Because I think we've all felt dealt with it at some point. But yeah, so again, thanks for listening today. It's it was great to kind of share this story. I've never really had a chance to publicly share it. You know, I've shared a lot of it, you know, internally and with friends and family, but I think it was cathartic for me to to talk about Josh and um, and share his story and share our story and um, but yeah, definitely uh, I, I miss that guy. You know, he was he 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 he's one of the best people that I've ever met and probably will ever meet just because he was so selfless and caring and and had a big heart. But I um, yeah, so. Hopefully uh, you have a great rest of your day and, um, you know, you got a great weekend planned up. And, you know, personally, I do want to share some announcements, um, you know, kind of segueing into some more uh, more news. Um, one, one thing that I want to share is um, I don't know if you've heard of Wisdom. It's a new app. Um, it's available on the App Store and Google Play. Um, I have been, I've joined the Wisdom platform as a top mentor. And, and what's great about that is uh, that will give us an opportunity to really kind of help build the community. Uh, one of the reasons I started this blog and the podcast was to, to build a community of people to raise awareness about the stigmas of mental health and mental illness and to really just kind of get down to the nitty-gritty and start smashing the shit out of stigma. So I've joined that, and what's great is that not only gives me an opportunity to share this podcast with, with a wider audience, but it gives me an opportunity to connect with people live. So you're welcome to connect with us. I'm going to put the, the link up in the description of today's episode. So you're welcome to find me on there. I am considered a top mentor, and I think that was an honor um, because they had heard of they they listened to the blog and they really liked what I had to say, and they invited me invited me to be a top mentor. And um, I'm honored and privileged to to do this. And I'm just getting started on there. I just I think I just did my first blurb of a talk tonight I uh, haven't had a chance to really get into it until then but um, I hope to have some talks weekly probably around the times I release the, the podcast and just kind of talk about what we talk what, what we discussed in the podcast um, that gives you an opportunity to actually connect with me um, live so you can join join the discussion um, you could actually become a guest you're welcome to do that, um, and then we can have some Q and A and just really build that community because I think we all need that support group in our lives. And I'm hoping that through wisdom, as we continue to build this, that I can not only grow our podcast audience, but I can grow a community, and we can really start doing some great things um, and building, you know, a bunch of warriors who are ready to stomp out the stigma and kick the stigma to the curb. So again, that link will be up in the bio and the description of today's episode. So I hope that you check me out there. Um, If you look at my Linktree app, I'll also put the wisdom link there. Um, I have created 
a Facebook group. I don't know if I've told you about that yet, but if you search This Disjointed Life on Facebook, you can see our profile there. You can subscribe. I'm a one-man operation, so I haven't been posting as much, but I hope to start doing some more posts soon. Um, you know, I found Hootsuite, which is going to be a lifesaver because I can actually post to multiple f- social media channels. Um, I do have Twitter, of course, at which is at Disjointed Life, and I'm working on finalizing an Instagram for for the podcast and blog, so I'll have that information for you soon. So. I hope you have a great weekend plan. I can't believe that it's Thursday already. Um, <laughs> time flies, so I am looking forward to having the weekend off. Um, of course, I always have the weekend off, but just having some time to to unwind and reflect. Um, one way I like love to unwind is we. I live in a small town, by the way, so you know some of you may have an oceanside view. I have a cornfield view, so I live in a town of about twelve hundred people. We have one stoplight, one gas station, but three churches. So I guess we're all covered there. So um, it's, I always thought, thought it was weird that we're a town of 1,200, but we have three churches. But I guess we are we are covered by God. So, um, but I hope you have a great weekend. Um, and how, how do you like to unwind after a long weekend? Like for me, one thing I love... Um, I love working out, so I love to have those workouts. I actually worked out before um, I recorded this tonight, so that was a great way to clear my mind. But we have a, I have a nature trail like right near my house, and it's great to just kind of put the headphones in or not. Uh, depends. Like the other day, it was just like listening to a bird song, which is like really calming and comforting. So I just love going out there, getting a few miles of of, of walking in and just kind of escaping from reality for a little bit. So I think it's always great to do that. But, um, but yeah, however you spend your weekend, I hope you have a great one. Um, I will probably have the next episode up over the weekend. I'm going to record um, the episode that's going to record tonight, the imposter syndrome episode. I'm going to record that tomorrow and get that, get that in the pipeline um, and get that ready to go. But Again, thanks so much for listening. And, you know, as I say, go to my link tree, check out the podcast on wherever you listen to, check out different episodes. Um, they're all up to listen. You know, find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, and definitely check out this disjointed life.site. Again, that is on the description of the, the link tree. And that's my blog. So if you want to catch up on what I've talked about on the blog, you feel free to take a look at that. Subscribe to get new new episodes of the podcast. Subscribe to get new um, new blog post entries. Please, 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 be feel free to join this community and feel free to reach out. Um, if you have ideas for the podcast, if you have ideas for a blog post, or if you want to share your story, I think it's powerful that we share our stories. So feel free to reach out, and I will have the contact information again. It's going to be in the episode description so take it easy have a great afternoon make make today the best effing day possible you know go out there and take on the world and and kick some ass so again thanks for listening i hope that this has been a great episode to listen to and we will talk again soon like i said i'll have another episode coming up so enjoy your day and remember Keep on fighting, one step at a time, 
one punch at a time, one inch at a time, and you will get to where you need to get to. Take it easy. Good night and goodbye.